cold. Voice. There. I think it's on now. Hi, Internet. My name's Todd. We're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons. Hey, Uncanny Tree 368. Thanks very much for saying hey. Uh, so we're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, my name is Todd. I'm going to be the Dungeon Master. And I got some people waiting in the wings. We're going to intro in a sec. We'll give you a, a quick update. We're on episode 45. 45. This is officially the longest campaign I've ever run. Uh, and it's the first time I've ever done it by module. So I'm excited about that. Um, but, oh, I think that's reversed. Uh, but anyway, uh, this was a homebrew, and we now turned it into Descent into Avernus. So that's kind of fun. Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, and, uh, oh, thanks, Butler. Thanks very much for the follow. So, uh, tonight we are going to dive back in. It's been a little while since we, uh, we played together, so we're going to do a quick recap, relatively quick recap, of, uh, where the players are at in their journey versus Zeriel. The arch devil. So um, let's go around and meet the table. Also, before I forget, though, Internet, you get a say in how things sh shake out. What I mean by that is you get to spend some plot points. And so we incorporate ideas into the game either as, as soon as possible, like immediately, or we put it in the queue and we work it into the game. And so far, we've got a pretty good batting average, I think, for that. Uh, and we, we just love, uh, I love the creativity that comes from our our viewers. Now, for those of you catching it after the fact, we also put it up on YouTube and on uh, uh, various podcast places. So like Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. So thanks very much to those people tuning in after the fact uh, and listening. And if you want to check out the backlog, we've got some great stuff. Uh, our homebrew, just for those who are trying to catch up, our homebrew turned into Descent around episode 20. So we had some pretty good, like, solid established characters before I sent them all to all right, so um, <laughs> so anyway, let's enough out of me. Please, more out of you, Internet, wherever that camera is. There it is. Um, so please, more out of you. Feel free to say hey, and we'll work in as best we can. And now, without further ado, let's meet the table. Hi, everybody. I think you're on. Hello. Ah. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Now, unfortunately, Carl couldn't make it tonight. Although, it seemed like maybe Yaofen might jump in and, and play him. Uh, so, in the meantime, Carl gave us permission to slaughter his character. I mean, play play his character. Uh, and uh, so, we'll, we'll introduce him as well, as if he was here. Uh, anyway, uh, so all of you work on your best French accent. Uh, Quebec French, of course. Uh, I believe it's a, a section of Montreal. Uh, shout out to, uh, to Montreal, by the way. We'd... Love uh, listeners from all around, uh, but uh, anyway. So uh, let's go around the table. We'll start up here with Darmida, or sorry, Bella, playing Darmida. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Bella, and I am playing Darmida. Our sort of friendly, not so friendly, uh, Gloomstalker. And she's a fallen Asimar, and... Uh, she's found her mama, so we'll see how that shakes down for her. 
Yeah, we found out exactly how fallen she was. Uh, turns out her mom is a, uh, um, you know, apple tree, uh, and the tree was in hell. Uh, so her mom, yeah. it was a fallen <clears throat> deva alongside Zariel. So you've run into her in hell as a potential ally. <laughs> but uh, she is, of course, puppeted pretty strongly. So we'll see how that shakes out. I believe she has agreed to um, to help you in exchange for thoroughly distracting Zariel. So we'll see how that uh, how that goes. All right, uh, <laughs> let's keep going around the horn, uh, around the other way. Uh, Darcy. Hello, it's me, Darcy. Um, I am playing. Wow, I have a name. Henrietta Hen Pedersen, the pacifist, paladin of Palor. Um, which is really hard to do in hell because everything wants to kill you, and you're like, well, I, I probably should. I should probably deal with that, huh? Pro probably. Hmm. 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 It's tough to be a pacifist in hell. That's fair. But hey, yeah. all the more, all the more temptation. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Ooh, and yes, this is where the pick is from. Thank you, Uncanny Tree. Uh, yeah, that's the other uh, um, off, off game uh, or out of character help that Darcy's been helping us out with with the variety of art. So, quick plug for it's been so long since it's, any art for this show. <laughs> but hey, the art that you have done is still featured on our scrolling stuff here. Um, so, there. thank you for that. And also, you you tend to stream some other stuff out. So, um, I, I know you had a Blades game going at one point. I did. You can still find that on my uh, my YouTube. But uh, all my links are in my about. If you go to my Twitch, twitch.tv slash DarcyBits. All right. So, yeah, and that's I'm on the wrong screen for that. But uh, there we will splash that up there. Art by DarcyBits. And uh, so check that out. Ooh, there's there's Darmita's mom. Who's got it going there she on. She is. All right. And there's <laughs> Valerie. Uh, so your character, Henrietta, is back and uh, reunited. And it feels so good uh, with... Um, with the next character, who is Gordon's character. And if you want a little backstory with that, that's all the way back at episode one, back when we played live audio only. That was fun. All right, so uh, that brings us around to Gordon. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. It feels like it's been a while since I've played. It has been. We did some Shadowruns, yeah. and, and uh, you didn't yeah. make those games, but uh, you're always welcome in the Shadowruns, just so you know. But uh, uh, Yeah, thank you. It's real life is a work. thing. Real life and stuff, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, so tell uh, us a little I bit about. Playing, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm playing Fenris, uh, a human shadow sorcerer, and uh, since uh, arriving in Avernus, has gone through a number of trials and issues, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he might take some things. Oh, I really just a quick uh, thing. It was like a 45 second clip that I really loved the conversation between you and Darcy it's up on YouTube if you want like a quick like the fastest recap ever of their moral dilemma and it was juicy juicy gossip uh, and then you've also got another thing going on so you want to talk about that yeah yeah um, I'm working on a, a game called Lost Ones a board game uh, we kickstarted in the fall and uh, it's launching later this year uh, and also working on expansion. Nice. Yeah, because you, you hit all your stretch goals and all that jazz. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then there is the uh, cadre of people who could not be, uh, characters who could not be with us because of the big bad scheduling. 
But of course, there's Archibald Cunningham, who is no longer with us, at least no longer with you. Uh, and then there is, of course, Ben Coom, the fallen Goliath Barbarian, but not quite yet fallen. We'll see how it all shakes out. We also have someone who couldn't be here today was uh, Carl uh, due to, you know, real life. And um, Carl, we welcome you back. And he plays a Falerie, the Aracrocra monk. And uh, he's I given us a redo that picture. Like she's blue, not yellow. And just uh, every time, <laughs> every time I see that, I'm like, it's, it's I, such a quick edit. Why don't I do this? <laughs> you're welcome to. We got a couple hours together right now. Uh, as the rest of you can see, we also use Roll20 for our visuals if you're watching the game live. And uh, just a, a quick reminder, if you're if you're watching live, you're welcome to take part in the game. All right. I think uh, is there anything that you guys want to mention that uh, where we left off or should we just dive right in? I mean, it depends on how much recap we want to do, right? If we want to just start and, like, explain as we go, sure. Uh, if we want to talk a little bit about what happened last time. Because it was kind of a big it was kind of a big session last time. It was. It well, was pretty epic. I think in a nutshell, it was... Uh, we freed... Uh, well, I'm just going to call him K. K. For now. Big K. Yeah. Um... K's a bad drug, so we'll uh, Yeah, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, we freed him. We made, I think, a pretty valiant attempt to keep up with him. Uh, I marked him. That's right. You, so you cast him. a yep. high-level um, hunter's mark so you can keep track on where he goes. Yes, I did. Very high. And as the and, rest of you uh, picked yourselves back together. We lost him. Yeah. And he just went racing on. You guys yeah, had just freed him. So I think that's kind of where we left off is like. There's one other really important thing. That yeah, happened. there is. I'm uh, I'm hanging with an old character, Zeet. Oh, right. And Henrietta yeah. in tow. And we're uh, on our way to find the Veiled One. That's mm -hmm. right. At the end of last mm -hmm. game, you 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 saw this Lee Muir who was uh, ready to be fed to the Demon Lord, and it just turned and it called out to you, uh, particularly Fenris, and said, "Fenris, Fenris," and you were and I love the fact that you put it together based entirely. I don't know how you did that because my voices are not that good. Uh, but to be fair, I only have like four of them. So, uh, and then next thing you know, boom, uh, there was this, what, former imp, but now a Lemur, who begged you to spare him, and uh, he in turn wished to take you to his mistress, the Veiled One, the succubus that you knew from way back. I think that was like episode 10 or something like that. Not even. Yeah. Pre-descent. Uh, Actually a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so... That is pretty much where we left off. You're all rocking back and forth in your in your uh, infernal machine, the uh, the soul coin fueled infernal machine, and you're rattling along on your way to uh, to wherever wherever this devil is telling you this um, this succubus is residing. So I think we'll pretty much pick up right about there. And with that, that that's all I got. 
<laughs> All right, so um, let me just pull up the map for us. Normally, I have like a song or something. Let me let me do that. There we go. So you have now left the um, the pit, the deep trench in which Kostosh was uh, imprisoned. You are busy winding your way across, dodging the the firestorms and the dust clouds of ash, soot, and sulfur as you wind your way across the hellscape, following the directions of this twisted, bulbous, fetched lemur that Fenris is insisting he recognized. What do you want to do before you arrive? <laughs> Not far now. This way. No, no, no. This way. Zeet, what state is the veiled one? Not... <laughs> hmm. She is, um, diminished in scope, humbled, but she fared better than I did. They sent me into the sticks for fleeing and betraying the eye. Okay, so she's not like a lemur like you. No, no, she's... She is almost herself, but here again, she does not prefer. Listen, Zeet, we had a deal before, right? She helped us and we helped her. Perhaps we can have come to a, a similar arrangement when it mm. comes to our mutual enemy. Mm -hmm. Yes, she will be most happy to see you here, old friends. Sure. I will warn you, no funny business with you or her. If you're leading us into a trap, <coughs> being a lemur is going to be the least of your worries. No, no, no. Zeet, Zeet is... Paul, not eager to be humbled again. All right. Just remember what I said and what will take me to her then. After a short while, your Aerocrocrest scout, who's been up flying above, keeping pretty good pace. You have to slow the vehicle ever so slightly, but it's the hellscape is, is pocked and... and treacherous to tra traverse anyway so you can't go at full speed across the hill uh, across the plains so your aerocroca scout is able to stay in front of you and uh, uh after a little while <laughs> lands in almost like a three-point stance on the front of the of the magic school bus as you're calling your uh infernal machine and uh uh almost landing right on top of where darmida is busy uh con running the controls i'm going to i just a little side, a bit of housekeeping. Are, how is everybody in terms of rest? I forget where we left off with that. Do you I need was going to ask if I, I was going to ask if I could take a short. It's not going to do much for me, but like you could absolutely <laughs> take, take a short. No I'll problem. Take what I can, right? Yeah. All right. I'm going to spend what I got. 
Uh, oh, this isn't calculated properly, is it? Because yeah, this is my total hit dice, but it's not doing the multi-class properly, so I'll have to manage those better. But I will do that. Okay, awesome. And Henrietta's rock, rocking a bit in the back, and your horse kind yeah, of Yeah, Henrietta's nudges. keeping very much to herself. Yeah, sort of just stroking the horse's mane. Your horse, celestial horse does not l super enjoy being in the back of this. Uh, and when you're yeah. there, you spend a good deal of your time calming your celestial uh, steed, which is loaded in the back yeah. of what is essentially a uh, large, um, deeply stained cargo and scavenge vehicle with a, a quite a large um, hold in the back in which you've got most of your group and kind of some tarps stretched out of it or possibly hides of something that you're hoping wasn't sentient uh <laughs> and uh that's keeping most of the ash out of the back but uh you know every once in a while you catch a catch a good cinder up the up the sniffer and cough yeah uh meanwhile darmida do you mind doing either a uh survival check or a um just straight up agility check either one and it is your favorite terrain so yeah. Um, no advantage, right? Just regular, normal. Um, it is actually with advantage. By the way, what you're hearing oh, is fuck. the mad cartographer. I don't know if it's playing over over your side of things. Uh, the mad cartographer. Uh, the mad cartographer bumbling away. Uh, from in, I believe, Fenris had the map last. Oh, sure. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why. All right. Uh, I'll re-roll. Sure. Just to see if I get a not 20. I don't think I will, but... 22 no. ain't bad. Yeah, so 20... I'll take the 22. Oh, I'll guess so. So, um, yeah. you, you easily... You're really getting the hang of this Infernal Machine. In fact, it, how, how do you feel about this thing? It is not the most agile of vehicles, but it is... It's got some kick. It, it goes faster than horseback, for sure. So short of flying, it's the fastest you've ever moved. Yeah, I feel like Darmida at this point now has sort of been navigating this thing for a while. And I feel like with her personality, she's probably, you know, I can just kind of picture her like, roaring along like yeehaw let's go nice <laughs> like i see her yeah she's just really intense you know goggles on yeah going yeah. forward you you grabbed a pair of the goggles you that know used what to I'm belong saying? to the kenku pick out a few feathers strap them total on, mad max tighten them up yeah 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 just total <laughs> mad max scene yeah, yeah absolutely just like just dust going everywhere in, in her path and she's just like <laughs> and and it is I an oversized totally steering wheel like it's a ridiculously made oh, of bone course. and you're just like <laughs> nice uh, yeah i totally you... see her doing that yeah darmita road warrior absolutely yelping hey welcome back to the game um don't forget uh we do need some suggestions I... when it comes to Valerie. just saying you know all right so uh so you guys are making pretty good time. I do have a time. question, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in terms of Dermida, how long has it been? It's really hard in-game versus out-of-game because it's been so long out-of-game. 
um, between. So I don't know really how long it's been in game since the last time she uh, checked for her commune. Uh, you haven't done that today. So once a day check. So go ahead and make a D sec, a D six. And it doesn't mean you have to do it right away. It just, it's the recharge custom ability. Yeah. It recharges, I believe, on a... Is it on a 5 and 6 or just a 6? I don't remember. You've been saying it's just a 6, but I'd be absolutely okay if you made it a 5 and a 6, because, man, I have been absolutely also, in terms of RP, you first got that ability before you'd actually talked with your mother, and then you went to the, uh, the Crypt of the Hellriders, and, I mean, that... And you've had a very long chat with her. And so I would say you're closer to her than you were before. So I'm going to say it recharges on a five or six. And yet the dice do not love. No love from the dice as I look over and see the gleaming three. So. Motherfucker. All right. You close your eyes and you start to concentrate on it. And then this massive boom, boom, pothole. And it just knocks you out of like out of your kind of concentration as uh, as you almost felt a whisper in your mind and then it just fades. Mhm. Okay. Well, it was worth a try. All right, so um meanwhile, uh Valerie has now landed next to Darmida and calls out, "I there is something up ahead." Oh, wow, that's a terrible French accent. I'm sorry, Carl. Um, you, you slow your vehicle. Hey, um, so you slow your vehicle and, uh, you can see as the, as you come crest over one of these hills, uh, and pitch off of this rock that kind of jolted Darmida, you look down and you see, um, it's a little surprising, actually. It's almost like everything else is this blasted hellscape, of twisted, ruinous, fetched, cracked soil and bubbling ichor and occasional lava streams and like bursts of superheated steam pressing its way up through some crack in the dirt and then there in the valley before you maybe a couple maybe about 500 feet ahead and the dust and the ash is still kind of clogging the air a little bit as you look it clears a little and you see you see a small section of a keep a a castle this worked stone in front of you this broken building partly still standing and you see verdant green vines crawling across a few of the the stone faces of it you see um it, it, when the dust clears a little bit you see this uh, tufts of grass and uh, even some flowers growing around some uh, like a cracked pillar crushing, uh, uh, pushing up through the dusty plain or half buried just seems resisting this hellscape or not quite untouched by it. It is definitely a ruin. And yet, um, you know, three quarters of it still stand almost like happening upon an old a uh, half ruinous church or fallen uh, medieval building, just p- 
poking up out of this and around it there seems to be certainly the most luscious of gardens you've seen in hell which doesn't say much but it's green and it's growing hmm. so this is her new domain seat <laughs> she spent some time for as long as the races last Come, come. I, you should let her know. We need me no harm, no weapons. He turns to Darmida with that. Keep them low. She is skittish with the warlords raiding from time to time. When he looks at me and says that, I just kind of turn and kind of hiss at him a little bit. <laughs> Alright, so you pull the vehicle uh, closer, you're going to go further on foot, or uh, do you want to pull right in? I'll, I mean, I'll defer to Fenris. Um, I think we could park it and then continue on in on foot. Like, park on the edge? Sure. All right, I'll pull it in. All right, so you pull in, and the, and the dust settles, and the vehicle r falls silent. And it's it's been a long enough, it's been about two, uh, probably an hour and a half, two hours, so anybody who wanted a short rest during that time uh, could have. You could even take one if you needed to um, uh, there, Domita, because you could have spelled off with uh, Fenris or, or uh, Valerie at some point uh, to drive the bus. So you find yourselves uh, it, oddly, your ears almost ringing in silence from the, the vehicle shutting off and the, the thunderous engine fading away into the background. Before you see this almost small uh, oasis of calm, almost peaceful in front of you. The stone walls. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so as the machine stops, I, I notice that. And I probably come out for the first time to see this that you're about to describe. Go ahead. <laughs> so you see, it is it is still standing, um, but its roof is largely fallen in. Uh, there may be a section or two. It's oddly reminiscent of where you actually went to meet her the first time. A ruined... Um, uh, small temple of a sort. Uh, this one could have been a noble's house. It could have been a section of a of a larger manse. But no, there's no sign of the other sections. And this would have been part of uh, a beautiful garden with a, a walkway, and you can see cobblestones uh, kind of piercing through the dust layers in a few places. Uh, you see an outer gate. And, uh, oh, we just dropped somebody. So hopefully, Darmida's not going to need to do anything important. Oh, here she goes. She's back, I think. Nope. All our cameras are... Partially uh, back. Just needs to return the camera back on. That's okay. Oh, okay. No worries. No worries. So Damn it. It's all good. It's all good. You're internet. Good. It's going to internet. Sorry. 
Uh, I hope so, I didn't screw the cameras up. No, it's all they're good. Back. It's all good. We're and okay. we're back. Hey, uh, internet. We need a word from our sponsor. Um, uh, we don't actually have any sponsors, but if you want to suggest any in the comments, yeah, a lot of people having internet issues. Absolutely, often. Yep, it's almost like uh, the internet hates us all. Thing. <laughs> so anyway, it's. Um, so you, you see this uh, broken partial building and it you can see the, the main face here and there's, again, large windows that would have normally looked out over this garden. And you can see on the inside of this wall, um, very little green and growing on the outside of this small wall kind of wrapping around about, uh, again, three quarters of this. And uh, just on the other side of the wall, you see a, a fairly robust garden. I mean, around the edges, it looks like it hasn't been watered in some time it's it's definitely drying and suffering in the heat of the hells but nonetheless you you do see some green growth here and there and some climbing vines and it, it's got a sense of quiet and peace to it that generally eluded you since you came here i see that yeah and i'll break that out in a bit all right so um uh, what do you want to do I mean, just like initial seeing this, I think Henrietta has to say something like, wow, I never expected to see something like that down here. I scarcely believe it. Yes. Yes. It's hard to find. Precious. <laughs> the mistress likes such places. So you have a contact here. Fenris, and then yeah, where we like I said, Darmida and I had a one-time deal with a succubus named the Veiled One, and we joined forces against uh, well the pal the paladins of Pelor. Um, so, Lord Commander Alstron, and. Um, Anyways, maybe we can strike up an, another alliance against the Eye of Pelor. So, Zed, why don't you lead the way? And uh, we'll join you. you I'm going to use my Pearl of Power, by okay. the way, and convert those three into into uh, sorcery points. That's Absolutely. Yeah. And I will lead my horse out if we're going to be walking. Sure. Your horse is happy to get out of the vehicle. Um, yeah, we're going to go to a cool green place. It's it's not too big. It's probably only about maybe a hundred feet, like from side to side on the outside, and the actual Whatever. structure is probably only about half of that. Uh, so you you go following this limping uh, lemur back out towards this structure, and uh, the lemur begins to call out in infernal, which most of you can understand. <laughs> and he's like, Mistress. Mistress, it is okay. It is I, your humble servant, Zeke. He's met with stony silence. Just the wind blowing. You um, get a little closer and kind of walk inside where the uh, where the kind of the ring wall is around it, and uh, it's easy enough to sidestep. Uh, through a pretty big hole in the 
in the side of it, and um, your horse kind of nuzzles down and sniffs at the at this, uh, the green growing grass. It, it's pretty dry, but it, uh, your celestial horse does take a little nibble, and then immediately yeah, I don't like, it's a gags I have no a idea if it eats. Honestly. It doesn't, but it's mostly out of. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a, a celestial creature, but it does sniff the soil and tries a mouthful and then kind of doesn't try a second mouthful. Um, sure. But it doesn't seem to suffer any ill effects. Yeah, I think I'm just leading them. I don't think I'm actually riding. Right, right. You know, it's just... Uh, uh, can I get a marching order, please? No reason. I mean, I, I'm i following because I don't... Yeah, I'm probably in the front. You're introducing. You're, you're and, doing introductions. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably like right behind Zeet. Uh, but I want to be fairly close to the paladin, Henrietta. Fair enough. And her aura. Where do you want uh, Falerie to be? Um, so, so I was going to say this. Um, I was going to whisper to Falerie uh, to hang back and come in as backup if if things go south. Alright, so you look up and, and you see Valerie circling above the Aarakroka, keeping a, a, a careful Healthy scout out. Yeah. Eyes yeah, on the, but can on the distance. Quickly. Exactly. And and an ear here, uh, down towards you. Jarmita, whereabouts are you? I will be... I'll actually be walking right next to Fenris. I've right. dealt with her before. Um, she knows I'm there, so yeah, I'm not gonna try to hide or anything. I'm just, cool. I just walk right up. We're marching two by two, two by two, including the <laughs> horse. All right, so you you go on in and and you can see around the side there are these beautiful ornate, almost so old it's petrified wood. You see these beautiful ornate wooden doors opening into uh, a section of the building that is, it's missing its roof. You can tell by looking through the windows. You can see the sky uh, peering through and the light playing around in, inside. But the, there are doors that seem to be operable. And uh, you walk up to them, the lemur kind of looking around and, and motions you forward. And you, you, um, you open them up and you... Uh, Before we get... Too oh, sorry, far. Um, you said this place looks kind of like a church. Like, is it actually a church? Like, can I? It's like, more things or anything. Or it's it's not religious, and you can buy this one. You don't okay. have to roll. Cool. It isn't doesn't seem to have any religious iconography. Well, actually, you can do a religion check for me if you want to. I'd love to. Where's religion? There it is. Twenty one. That's pretty good. Um, there is some script. In some decorations in the in the edgings around the windows and around the door, it doesn't. It bears. Do you speak? Uh, do you speak infernal? I do not, but I do speak celestial. <laughs> you speak celestial. So imagine if infernal and celestial had a baby. Okay, so you can catch a few similar icon like imagery and uh, script kind of uh, 
it's almost like you recognize a couple of letter shapes, but no words. And it definitely seems very I'm gonna old. pause for a moment. We see one of those like movie shots, right? Where like everyone's walking and the camera's following, and then I like take a minute to stop and it like the camera stops for a second. And I'm looking at this, and I don't know if it's gonna work because previously I had tongues cast, but I'm gonna try and think into the helmet and see if the voice can A understand me and like translate this. I'm like Sure thing. You still hear me? Is so, it, what does this oh, say? Um, I would like you to roll. Or can you read this? I guess or something like that. So I don't even know if I, I'll be able to. I would like you to roll a percentile dice, please. Percentile? Wow, that never happens. Forty-eight. <laughs> there is a strange garbling sound in the back of your head. Almost like a migraine coming, bubbling up from the back of your mind, and then it gets pushed down with this this clear, clean tone, almost of a, a strange kind of horn blowing in a distance. Then you hear it's it's hard to describe. It's almost a voice. It, it's almost like the impression of a voice and you get a sense that you are very close to losing this connection, but you do have a connection to something celestial from your helm. You can't, uh, now can I get you to do a wisdom saving throw? please? I would love to make a wisdom saving throw. One of those things you'd think I'd be proficient in and I'm not. Wait, no, I am. Sweet. Never mind. <laughs> All right. That's a uh, 16. All right. Not too bad. So you managed to shake off the the buzzing in the back of your skull enough to focus so you could hear it. Okay. And now Darcy's going to tell me nope or yep. You. You. See. This place was once near sacred. This place is the envy of the realm. That's what it said. The the script said this place like... was the envy of the realm. You said, you said the script says that. Yeah. Do I just know that, or am I like hearing that? You you do hear hearing... that voice, just in the back okay. of your of the of the one side of your helm. Is that side. like again, like like is that voice that I'm hearing in celestial and understanding, or is that a voice that I'm just understanding the intent of? You you actually Can do I recognize hear the it. language that voice is in, or is it not in a language? It is in that? celestial. The voice is in okay. celestial, translating for you. And the cool. wisdom save was basically, could you shrug the effects of the dual-natured helm? Uh, right, yeah. For those... I mean, it was funny, right? Like, as a player, I was trying to use the dual-natured helm to read this weird combination text, right? Yeah, But absolutely. I can only really communicate with one of the two, is what it sounds like, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, no, you've communicated with the nastier side of it in the past. Oh, yeah, the... I mean, like, at a time, though. Yeah, right? yeah. The nastier side, I believe you had to cast tongues on yourself to understand as it spoke yeah. only in abyssal. Yeah. 
but you do understand celestial so this voice uh comes echoing oh, right, through of and then this begins to anyway Bissell didn't even get it did they didn't yeah. even think about that yeah. yeah so i i i freeze up for a moment i guess and then notice everyone's moved ahead and i like hurry to catch up so i don't have time to think about it absolutely all right so you make your way inside um and it's almost like an old a hall or a celebration or even a dance ha- a hall you can you see this smooth wooden floor um bent and buckled in places uh underneath where it's broken apart you just see the dust of the plains as though it's been poured in yet somehow this has risen back to the surface um there are sections that are missing and there are sections where this wood is polished smooth and clean except a fine layer of of dust which is most recently blown across it you look around and there are um some broken statues in in a few places you see what was once probably a beautiful chandelier which you've seen a lot of uh some of you have seen elven architecture before where it almost grows seamlessly together and this seems along that way but it's it's made the the columns of perhaps marble it's hard to tell um grow up into the supported ceiling which is missing in many places but the basic skeletal structure of it extends back towards this one section and it is holding this one chandelier aloft um and it's it's glittering with dust covered gems and uh sconces uh about 12 feet up in the air the ceiling itself is probably a good 20 feet up or what would have once been the ceiling uh there are three quarters of the walls are in place the one you came through the one to your immediate left uh and then opposite is half broken and it kind of wraps around the other way so it's almost like half a little corner of this building has just been sheared away The place appears to be empty at the moment. You seem to be the only people here. I'm going to scan around, like, see if I catch any movement. I, yeah. I don't want to call out because I know Seed is already calling out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he has kind of fallen a bit silent, but yeah, you go ahead and do a perception check for me. Henry is trying to keep up with everyone, but it's one of the, it's like the, like, sort of slow methodic steps because she's also like she's not thinking about her surroundings she's just kind of walking mm. to keep up terrible <laughs> seven now i'm on i oh sorry go ahead Brian. i was also yeah i was also doing the same looking just kind of around the room scanning for her or anything um and you rolled a 19 nice bella okay so let's deal with fenris real first um you're looking around and Fenris, you, you're keeping a close eye out, trying to find the Veiled One. And you're looking, you're taking in this beautiful hall, and there's something, something almost like a little itch in the back of your mind. Just kind of, just tugging away off to your left. And you turn around, and you see on the wall kind of due left uh, of where you entered you see uh, a, a doorway and it's 
in the style of a way game. But it's just plain stone behind. So you see the archway of a door. And it is exactly like all of the way gates you've ever seen drawn by your parents when you were training um, in your cult. And that kind of throws you off a little bit. And so you kind of stop taking in the rest of the room. Meanwhile, Darmida, as you're scanning the room, you, you clock all of this stuff and you kind of look upwards towards the hellscape sky and it's just roiling and, and uh, dim uh, above. And then you catch a slight twinkle of light off of the, uh, almost like a, a fluke reflection off of the chandelier. And you see a small reflection of a face. As though something were right next to the chandelier, up 12 feet in the air. And you look where the reflection should be, and it's not there. And you look back and you see just ever so slight this vague outline of of see with a with a twenty total dirty twenty you do see um, leathery wings, but mostly see through. And it's just in a few of the shards of the uh, of the crystals uh, hanging from this chandelier. You see this vague reflection. I look at her and I'm like, hello, veiled one. Come down and talk to us. So this, there's an unfolding of space and, and the planes as this shadowy envelope of the ethereal plane just falls away from her. And you see her hanging upside down from the ceiling, from some of the broken beams, the hooks on the ends of her wings acting like a bat's claws, holding her in place. And it just slowly lowers her, her legs gracefully, almost like a, an aerial silks artist, slowly lowering herself from this perch that she'd been hiding on. In the last few seconds, the wings release, and she drops onto the floor, near weightless, touching down, barefoot, not wearing much, and she smiles. Her reddish hair, uh, her long red hair, um, and her uh, smooth, smooth, just flawless features, um, broken by a warm smile. As she looks and takes in Fenris, Darmida, she gives a slight, ever so slight glimmer of curiosity towards Henrietta and the steed. And she comes walking towards you, arms down, unthreatening, and she smiles at you. During that, mm-hmm. oh, no, go ahead. I'm, not sure. okay. I'm just finding um, the correct voice. <laughs> yeah, so during that, like, which is only a few seconds, it sounds like, mm-hmm. um, right, as I was catching up, and then once I'd caught up, I started, you know, 
walking slowly just to keep pace and I was concentrating inwardly on this new voice. Um, and I'm saying something like, so there's, there's two of you now? Who, who are you? Are, and I probably, honestly, that's about as much as I'm going to get before I see this in front of me. Um, which they might still respond, I don't know, but uh, I'm snapped out of my, like, not paying attention to the surroundings to uh, this, you know, person falls in front of me. Absolutely. So, as she walks forward, and one of the things that kind of jars you is she walks straight towards the celestial horse, slowly, calmly, hands down, and extends her hand out towards it, toward, to let it kind of nuzzle up against your hand. And it shies away at first, and then kind of relaxes a little bit as she makes a soft kind of cooing noise, her voice just smooth as velvet. She's, she looks at you and says, May I? Are you asking me or for them? No. But to them? You are beautiful, aren't you? She extends her hand and... and the creek you you've had a pretty good read on your horse by now and it right. it allows it but with some hesitation as she begins to stroke to its nose i'm going to pull a levi here or a johannes whichever you want to pull i'm going to start to sing a soft hymn under my breath <laughs> if you don't mind absolutely as you kind of piece together what and who she is her wings slowly becoming less bat-like and kind of relaxing around her, almost like a cloak, which she kind of wears, even in this really hot environment, it's almost as if she's pulling modesty around her. She then turns and takes in Fenris and Darmida. I will take that as your counter counter charm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's nothing too, like, obtrusive, right? I'm not the kind mm-hmm. of bard that's just like, you know, like, you know, it's just sort of like this sort of thing that fills the space but doesn't, like, overpower anyone. Yeah. Absolutely. And she she does know what you're doing. She she looks at you and gives a little... <laughs> and then she turns to Fenris and Jarmita. And what brings you here? Figured we'd get out of the neighborhood for a while. Yeah, go on a vacation. That is out of the neighborhood. We had a a run-in with Lord Alstron. We relieved him of his mortal coil. But uh, in the process, the gate opened and we fell through. So here we are. And we've learned a lot since then. A lot more on the Eye of Pelor and your fate as well. Yes. It sounds like your journey here was a little easier than mine. Although, I imagine there's more to tell. So. 
I see. I'm being a poor guest, a poor host. Come. We can be more comfortable. She indicates uh, the, one of the doorways uh, on the same wall as the archway that you noticed, Fenris. But there is a, a, a an entrance to a smaller side chamber. Okay. So she leads you through, and you find your way in to a... Um, it's essentially a large sitting room, and there is still furniture here. And it is old, it is extremely dusty, but um, it is beautifully made. Uh, some of the materials you couldn't even begin to name. And she's, she reclines on a on a, on a settee and, and motions towards several others in the space. It's very discombobulating to have this beautiful sitting room, uh, almost like Downton Abbey, dropped into the middle of a, a near volcanic uh, uh, landscape. I'm just going to, before I like sit down, I'm just going to turn to her and, and say, we found Zeet while we were completing a, an objective, if you will want to say that. We're here to see if there's perhaps another deal we can make. And then I'll just kind of glide and sit down in one of like a, like a cross from her. Zeet. Maybe we can come to an arrangement. Oh, good. Oh, Zeet, come in. Oh, what did they do to you? She goes over to this lemur and greets it warmly and nuzzles in the mucus and the and the scar tissue enveloping most of this creature. Doesn't seem to phase her at all as they nuzzle and she greets Zeet again. And, and kind of guides him over. And the the lemur is just shaking, like, happily at her touch. And she kind of sits on her settee again, and he crouches on the ground. And now he's not an imp size anymore. He's fully a little bigger than the average human, and with bulbous, strange proportions, and yet folds itself comfortably, as though, almost like a lapdog, uh, an oversized a dog that thinks it's a lap dog, but it's actually too big, uh, kind of cuddling next to her, draping an arm across her, um, absolutely flawless skin, uh, uh, exposing uh, one of her legs as she kind of crosses it, looks around, almost seductive in a way of old habits and unintentionally just exuding this appeal. She looks back at the rest of you. Oh, thank you for bringing him. They separated us. The Eye of Peller was not pleased at my original outfit. My, uh, little, little piece of paradise on the mortal plane I had going. Something about competition. Well... I was punished and dragged back here. I see you can see where I grew up. 
Trust me, I much prefer where you're from. They took most of my family and either destroyed them or pressed them into service. Yes, they weren't going to eat Zeet. Feed him to a demon monster. Oh. 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 It's okay. It's all right. We plan to go back to where we came from. But on the way, we have some unfinished business. Perhaps we can help each other. Yes. Yes, that could be. That could be excellent. Here, the power of the eye is almost overwhelming. Escape is probably the best course. I can't help you directly with that. Let's just say my travel privileges have been revoked. Thankfully, I have a few markers with an old friend who outranks even Zeriel. And so, my punishment is to wallow here. Fortunately, there are a few gardens I know of in the Emporium. Parts of this place aren't too bad. Perhaps if you do find a way, perhaps I could come Perhaps. It depends what you're offering us. Well, I know the landscape. I know some of the players in this game, never-ending war game. I could arrange for some introductions. If you wish, perhaps those who may serve you even better. Since you mention it, what do you know of... Fuck, I gotta find the thing. Uh, Dragon Queen. Ah. five-headed chromatic queen of the dragons imprisoned in the lowest well lower sections of hell she is inaccessible from here directly but she has her loyal servants i don't well i've met i've met arkham before a fierce, fierce dragonborn champion. 
words of the Dragon Queen. She does, he has a tower and several followers, as rumor would have it. You see, unlike the arch devils, I try to walk a middle ground. I have friends in high and low places. Arkan might be persuaded if what you are suggesting would help. Perhaps his quest to eventually free the Dragon Queen herself. One second. It's probably best. And she holds up her hand for a second, and this shimmering light just hovers where her palm was and then expands outward in this circle around you and it's almost like just this very fine glittering dust is hovering at about a 20 foot circle around her there that should keep away any crying eyes for a time We think that we have a way to unseat Zario, perhaps. Or I believe that. Yeah. At the very least, throw a, a big wrench in his plans. My, my, my. Fenris. Aren't you the ambitious one? Well, you know, gotta dream big. <laughs> be careful who you dream with, or not all will be as welcoming. But after all, we're old friends. Sure. Anyways, we have freed Kostichi. Another piece in the plan. I thought I felt something go charging by. My, my. He's been there a time. They've been torturing yeah. him a lot. And at the mention of that, I'm gonna just kind of focus and get a sense of where Kostach is at this point when she says he, she thought Absolutely. he went by. So you kind of just recall on your journey while you're driving the, the uh, Mad Max bus and um, you saw these little scratch marks on and you piece it back almost like flashbacks, like these scratch marks on the ground, this massive footprint. And you piece together that plus what she said Plus your spell just tugging you in a direction. And you get this quick flash in your mind of this massive um, oversized giant that is the demon lord Kostosh. Uh, and he's clinging and just clamoring up rocks and leaping from one clifftop to another one across an entire valley. Um, it's not a massive valley, but he, he's, 
he's tra- traversing what would otherwise be very difficult to traverse mountains. And every once in a while, he stops and just <laughs> sniffs at the air, turns, and then just beelines um, kind of north northwest direction from where you currently are. And then it fades. So going, just uh, going back to the conversation, I'm just going to say you must know that El Terrell is here and part of his designs. I can't say I have a lot of love for that holy city. But as far as I can tell, it's the same old game. They need souls to feed their armies in this never-ending war. The demons... How much do you know of this place? You've gotten a little more familiar with this place since we've been here. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. I forget. You mortals are so short-lived. This is but a remnant. This place used to be beautiful. Once. It was the envy of all the realms and plains. Do you know anything of Asmodeus? Do I know anything of Asmodeus? Like, uh, in character? Roll Arcana. Out of character? Yeah. Yeah, roll Roll Arcana. Arcana. Or religion. I mean, I know I think I have his face on one of the coins. Yeah. Right, yeah. Would that be both of us? Is she asking all of us? Yeah, she's she's saying this to everybody. We're hearing it, at very least. Yeah. A nat 20 with a 25. Damn. Asmodeus how is, she is speaking, the actually. Sorry, I didn't ask. Pardon? How is she speaking? Actually, I didn't ask. She's speaking common. Uh, yeah, she's speaking common. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And she's speaking <laughs> out loud, even though she has the ability to use telepathy. She's speaking out loud. Cool. <clears throat> um. So with a nat so I 20, did the opposite roll. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Inversed. We're inversed. At least one of us is rolling well <laughs> between us. <laughs> I feel like this is appropriate. Darmita is just so distracted by the demon lord. Oh, look, shiny. (laughs) He's going this way. He's going that way. Somewhere, Darmita's like, what was that? I saw something fall. And overhead, an Aerocrocra took a poop. And is onto the plane. I mean, if we didn't want to be like, you know, rules lawyer about this, uh, this is relevant to your favorite enemy. This is true. So you would actually have advantage on this because it is a fiend. Go for it. You are Although correct. I love the fact that it is a nap. If you want to take one. another shot. <clears throat> yep, go for it. Meanwhile, with it... We'll see. We'll see what she rolls. I'm, I, I'm curious now. Come on, dice. Okay. I'm a little more average. Yeah. It was so distracting seeing the deuce. And then you're like, oh, okay. Um, so you've heard the name Asmodeus. You know... Um, Darmida, you know that uh, Asmodeus was, is the lord of all the hells. 
and resides in the lowest of the hells. And uh, basically all the archdevils are beholden to him in some way or another. And in fact, each of the archdevils will have their own kind of cadre of servants and those who owe them and, and have made deals with them. But all of the archdevils swear allegiance to Asmodeus. And Asmodeus um, has been the ruler of hell uh, a long time, as long as you are aware, Darmida. Uh, Fenris, you know a little bit about the uh, hierarchy of hells, but in particular, you remember this story that your father once told. Uh, they trained you up on several different planes, including the hells. And you know that there were several um, fiendish creatures that rose to prominence in the hells after what your family called the... Uh, they, they used a term, and it was... Its meaning is basically the breaking, but... It has more to do with the meaning behind, like, they called it the breaking, but it was more like that moment when you open a doorway, that that opening. It's almost like a meaning of the, the opening, but in terms they actually imply it is a broken opening. So they call it the, bro they, your cult called it the breaking. And it predates um, the... The War of the Betrayer Gods. It predates the um, the Arcane Gate, which blocks the direct influence of the gods, uh, or at least not influence, but the direct intervention of the gods in the mortal realms. Uh, the breaking was ancient, ancient lore when your when your cult would be called into service, and so you you know that Asmodeus was one of the original um, benefactors uh, amongst others spread across many planes, but they all would have been uh, essentially clients of your, uh, of your cult. I mean, I'll mention, you know, when she, when she mentions the name Osmodius, I mean, I'll mention, you know, you know, many know that he is the Lord of the, of the, of uh, all the realms of hell, but I'll, and he was one of the original benefactors of, and I'll just mention the breakening just to kind of drop it for her to know. An eyebrow creeps up at that. Oh, not many know that. Did you know Asmodeus was a clerk once? A servant, like all the rest. The forebearers. Their names now stricken from time and recall. They were so proud of this place, Asmodea, uh, uh, Avernus. It was the forebearers that invited other planar beings, gods, demigods, even mortals. And they came and they wondered at this place 
this beautiful, verdant field. The fields of Elysium are a mere farmstead compared to the glorious plains of Avernus. The deepest verdant greens of our woods, wondrous. Here's the Feywild, a wild, unkempt garden in comparison. Mortals and immortals all wish to be here, send themselves here in life and in after. And for such a blessing, an agreement had to be made, a service bestowed to one of the denizens of this realm in exchange for a place here amongst the starfire blossoms and the emerald towers. As she talks, she's kind of walking and looking out the windows and you can almost see these memories as she's describing them and then just turning to ash. Visits were arranged. Many flocked here. And she motions towards the that gateway in the in the corner. The ways were busy. Gate- hmm? A gateway? Just kind of when she motions to that, like I just gonna say, a gateway? Yes, these. And she traces her hand just along the edge of the um, of the archway that you noticed uh, that leads to nowhere. is just a plain wall behind, but the arch outline. And she kind of traces her hand along it and says, Yes. The ways, we called them. They were very busy. Immortal servants, the, the waykeepers... They had a task to keep these gates open and safe. Soon, however, some came, some rulers came, and became envious. It was the light, a part of what is now Pelor and the others, that drew it came forth with a dubious offer of praise and peace. A chalice to unite the very planes themselves. How foolish. The forebearer accepted the great gift, shining like the heavens bottled. And in acceptance of the offered peace, took a drink, but the edge was sharp, crafted, once cut, the tongue, the wound, could never be staunched, much is forgotten of the forebearer, but they were great. And once the wound was opened, that very strength flowed forth, and the blood flowed, filling the palace, the seat of this paradise, running down the gilded steps, and the blood never-ending. And the forebearer couldn't die, but the tide could not be stopped, and their strength ebbed away. The fields... The gardens, even the towers were all threatened. 
the lifeblood of a god, threatened to drown everything. Many were lost. And in desperation, Asmodeus and the others hatched a plan, and with the help of a wayfarer, of a, wayfarer a gate was opened near a low spot, a uh, no spot in the plains. In their haste, a destination was chosen. And what better place to send unstaunching flow of blood than away and out into the darkness? And what greater darkness is there than the abyss? And once this gate was opened, the saving gate of the hells, the river flowed down and away and the hells were saved for a time. And the forebearer for their folly were sealed away, and the blood flows still, and the husk remains unfit to rule, lost to time. And for a while, many thought the worst was behind us, But the blood of a fallen god has potency and a power. And it flowed into the dark. And something found it. And fed upon it. And grew. Thirsty and mad. And that madness clawed its way up to the headwaters. And up the source of the flow, and thus the de demons clawed their way up and into the base of the river Styx for the very first time, and then they came up upon the banks, and the war was born. And we were overwhelmed. We were a paradise. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. And so, Asmodeus, chief among them, called for order and called to arms and raised all available souls to service in the army and pushed back the abyssal horrors again and again. And so it goes until today. And this blasted hellscape, the ruined plain and shattered fields, this is all that remains of what was once the envy of the plains. So you see Avernus and all the other layers was not made by the ranks of the devils or their masters. It was wrought by deceit and envy. The very gods, many of your kind, call the makers
Well, they're not my gods. Kind of look over at Henrietta and just shrug a little bit. <laughs> now, I'm being a poor host. Sid, be a dear. Fetch me some wine. And she po motions towards um, kind of a, a small uh, cupboard in the corner. Zeke goes and grabs uh, grabs up a bottle and some some old glasses brings it out so we've I've shown you enough of our plans if you can you said it yourself you're a lover not a fighter but you have vast knowledge if you help us with what we're trying to do you'll gain both in terms of getting back at the eye but also to get back out of here I'm, and so I don't know if I if I need to roll persuasion or anything like that but I'm basically going to try to not reveal too much of what we know and do, but want to see what she can offer us in terms of advice, uh, direction. And I'm even willing to let her know a little bit about like, you know, some of the players like, Hey, you know, we know that Alstron really isn't Alstron and that he, he's really, uh, uh, you know, Aramon. whatever it's called, the Dragorgan knight, uh, yeah, Harmon. The Death Knight. Yeah, Death Knight uh, Haramund, and um, that there's also uh, an Aaron Yes that uh, has a crush on me, and uh, we have we have some unfinished business with her too. So just kind of a little, but I don't. I'm not going to tell her about the bleeding citadel. Okay, that was what I was wondering. Okay, so go yeah. ahead and roll your persuasion check. And, and when he does mention the double benefit to her, the latter of the two, uh, Dermida's gonna bite down hard as hell on her lip. Not happy with it, oh. but not willing to screw us over. Dude, wow. those dice love you. Oh, that man. first dice didn't lie with me, but these next two did. Holy oh my crap. Lord. That nat is a 20, nat 29. 20, 29 total. Wow. Okay. That's wow. Pretty persuasive. That persuasive. is That is really clutch. Wow. That's uh that's huge. That's about as persuasive as somebody can be. That's yep. Yep. That is that is pretty big. All right, let me um just look something up here. I just need a total. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, where's Succubus? I need Succubus. Where's Succubus? <laughs> Where the hell's is Succubus? Where's that Succubus? Alright, so she's in here somewhere. I swear to God. I'm going to have to look her up. Um, she rolled she's a 17. and uh, She's not with the demons or the devils. She's under S. Oh, thank you. Look at that. Monster Man. Yeah, because Succubi aren't like, necessarily yeah. affiliated. 
No. They are considered purely fiends, just like um, Eggs. Uh, Rashka. Blah, blah. Yeah. Forgot their name. Sha- Rashaka? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rakshasa. Yeah. Rakshasa. <laughs> that's it. All right. So that's um, all right. Sancho is a lot more eloquent than I was actually saying. Yeah, my character was probably oh, no. way you, more eloquent. You gave your, and you you, you played it super cool, like seamlessly play it out. It's like you you go into a car dealership and you're getting the the extended warranty. You're like that was that was clutch. Um, and she, uh, despite a quite a good role on her part, she got uh, what is that? Uh, she got twenty six. So. Yeah, she seems very amenable. And there is one catch. Hmm. And she says, She's not going to try to sleep with me again, is she? She smiles. Uh, she smiles, and she looks up at you, and and she's nodding, and you guys are growing. Before you realize it, you're both quite close together at one moment. And she looks up at you, and she says, you're asking me to commit an absolute treason. And I believe in your cause. And despite myself, I believe you may be surprising enough to actually maybe stand a chance. But Golden Eyes. If I do this, I will risk everything. And my... My service to Asmodeus will only protect me so much. If I'm caught in this, I'll be lucky to end up a linear... If I'm going to risk this much, I'm going to need an assurance that if we get out of here, I can set up my own little, my own little community and know that you'll stay clear and allow me to help that community be happy. And you'd be most welcome to join it, if you wish. I'll consider it the offer of joining your community. But when it comes to setting up your own little community, I think we can come to an arrangement on that. By the way, she she gets a good enough read that Henrietta probably wouldn't appreciate this and is doing this off to the side while kind of touching yeah. Fenris's arm and like pointing yeah. out parts of the planes that used to, you know, over there. I used to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can do a perception check, she, Henrietta, if you want to. Well, I was going to say, if she's pulled um, Fenris off, is she gonna try and charm him while she's outside of my counter charm? Uh, she doesn't <laughs> actually leave that far. They're just a little bit off to okay. the side, looking out sure. the windows. But 
Um, you might yeah, I'll throw get the idea. Down. I'll probably fail it, but that's fine. Fifteen. Hmm? You you don't hear the words, but you can yeah. tell by the body language that she is trying to convince him of something, some kind of if agreement. She wants to be secretive. She just needs to start speaking in tongues. <laughs> She I know actually, what I know. Uh, uh, yeah. She what languages I speak. I mean, I kind of like slipped in a bit of infernal. Tongues? Okay. I don't know if he's casting tongues, but I, I think I'd know if he was casting it. Um, but I'm gonna just slip in an, an infernal, like when it comes, like common and infernal, and just say just enough to kind of let her know that I would begrudgingly allow, accept her community so long as it's not in conflict with my aims and then it's like if we're not in conflict with each other and you know we're not opposing each other and especially if you're setting up your little community you know where the i like where our enemies uh have been like you know you know where where the the paladins are Mm -hmm. then I am, you know, I'm okay with that. I mean, last time she set up in Nos Hamlet, which was exactly. just siphoning little As little farming communities away to essentially worship her. And yeah, I think it was Darcy who coined the term. It was not a, a blood cult. It was a fuck cult. Although so, she uh, went a little uh, far uh, occasionally. And so I, I kind of want to steer her away from just poor little farmers who are kind of you know, the common folk, because I feel for them, I'm thinking more of be a little bigger, go for the, go for where they want to be holy <laughs> and have your little fuck cult there. Hmm. Right. And that will serve my purpose too, because I don't like the paladins and they really need to like loosen up and get laid because they're too busy killing poor, poor innocent people. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Right. And I believe you may have mentioned something about Elturel? Well, Elturel's stuck here and we aim to get them out. Hmm. It's a pity it's hmm. stuck here. I could have a... I think we could have some uh, common goals if I could uh, maybe sway some of them. I'll file that away as perhaps a uh, fun little bucket list. Nonetheless, I agree. And I'm afraid. I seal all my deals the same way. Um, I'm going to give you with that nat 20, you don't blush, but she is hot like she's the kind of hot that's like guys girls doesn't it, it's this overwhelming presence it's not necessarily purely physical um and she's not trying to charm you per se but she does ask you to seal the deal seal the agreement with a kiss yeah um, do I know enough with the role that, like, I didn't I seal, seal a deal with her before? Was that not the case? I can't remember. It's been so long. It ago. was actually, 
uh, Johannes's character that made the deals with her. Yeah. There was something involving you that he was trying to get to have happen. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to... So I'm willing to seal it, but in the back of my mind, I'm, I don't know how to do this, but I'm willing to kind of almost be prepared to counterspell anything. All right. You're like, get your fingers crossed behind your back. Kind yeah, of, like no, subtle spell, counterspell. Yeah, you're yeah, just ready. Like, I'm ready, oh. like, you know, like, I'm just ready in case she tries to, like, this pull one last thing. If I notice, if I notice that she's going to try to charm or do something beyond a nice smoochy smooch kiss, then I'll, I'll look to counterspell. But otherwise, yeah, let's, I'll seal the deal with her. All right. Um, Why not? She's hot. Yeah. And it's been, a, and it's been, <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> been a day so you are standing on in on this uh in this beautiful ruined garden and looking out over the plains of the broken hellscape and you just like a good 20 30 second long just kiss nothing like overly gross or passionate just this tend, almost surprisingly tender kiss with this succubus. And with that, I think we're going to have the camera pull out as you're all able to hang out and do a long rest if you wish. Um, and we're going to go to take a little break. Okay. All right. All right, cool, and cool, uh, cool, 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 cool. Nothing cool. like making up with the succubus. Um, cool, 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 cool. Uh, and thank you, Yaofen, and everybody else for watching. Uh, but Yaofen has a sponsor ad. Um, let's see. We'll do it when we come back from break, right? Hey, kids, have you tried log? It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. <laughs> ADHD? We can't hear you. Oh, okay. Anyway. We're going to go take a break. We'll be back in, uh, let's say, 15 minutes? 10, 15? What do you want? 10 minutes. Yeah. All right, let's say I 10 just, minutes. I really need a tea. Oh, absolutely. So, internet, like, grab yourself a tea, too. so tired. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm so tired. It's been, it's been a week. It's been a week. It has been a week. I think we could all weekend. stand to Mac. With a succubus. So go take take twelve. Let's let's do the nice even twelve. Internet will be back in a few minutes. We always recommend uh, take recommendations and suggestions, uh, and we'll be back in twelve minutes. Thanks very much. And now I have to find the break screen. Hello, hi Internet. We're gonna come back now. We're gonna continue our game and. Uh, uh, I think they were busy selling their soul right proper. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's not that kind of deal. Or is it? Nah. Alright, welcome back. Uh, thanks, my name's Top. We're gonna be doing some Dungeons and Dragons, and we're gonna pick up right where we left off. Talking with us, hanging with the succubus. Um, so you guys have a chance to now finally, after much, um, uh, being on the move pretty constantly, uh, you have a chance at a long rest if you wish. Uh, she is not going to try to destroy you. At least, uh, you're pretty sure. Uh, she definitely tasks L Z Zeet to keep an eye out. 
And he goes shambling. Every once in a while, he kind of forgets that he's not an imp anymore and tries to fly. And you can kind of see him, like, standing there, like, half hopping and then kind of shambling off pathetically. Oh. So uh, who she... brings up the idea of resting is what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Like, does one of us say, ooh, this would be a good time to rest? Or does she bring it up? Or, like... Oh, well, she brings it up. She actually turns to you all and says... She takes in, like, you know, your your battle kind of... You've got streaks of blood on you from, from your previous battle. Those who were wounded, you just generally look a little bit worn. And she turns to you and says... Um, it's not the most comfortable, but it's about as good as you'll get anywhere around here. You're welcome to, uh, to rest here in, in this garden. It's difficult to find comfortable places here in hell. Here, or the Emporium. I tend to spend my time uh, hopping between the Oasis and the Emporium. So, if you need, I can arrange a safer, more comfortable place to rest. But you should be safe enough here if you choose to stay. Honestly, when they took all of my Cambian children and imp servants, it's been a little lonely. So, thank you again for bringing Zeke back to me. I'll glance at Fenris and uh, Darmida and sort of see what their reaction is. I, I assume it's pretty, you know, pleasant, for lack of a better word. Um, and Henrietta will let her guard down and, and stop the counter charm. All right. Um, after a little while, Fallery also comes down and reports. Uh, are you going to uh, introduce me? Sure, and I'll, I'll give formal introductions. Fallery, this is the Veiled One. We met um, a while ago and came to an arrangement that benefited us both, and we find ourselves meeting again and once again made another such deal uh all right well i'm not entirely sure how much time we have to uh to rest but it is an opportunity that um i could use (laughs) um so some of the building is still standing and between your own uh, infernal machine, which if you wanted to move closer, you can um, kind of bring it within the garden. Uh, the, the, it is somewhat cooler here, so you will not have to, if you, you were on the open to, plains, you may have to roll constitution saves. Uh, the DC isn't super high, but you, you've experienced that before, uh, I believe. And regardless, that's me telling you now. Uh, but while you're here in the garden, it's not quite so oppressive. There is, um, there is some food and there is some drink, uh, and actually there is a little um, uh, mistletoe uh, bush that Darmida finds, so you can find Ooh. some sprigs of mistletoe and replenish your stock Thanks. for good berries. Because I run the house rule that the, that the mistletoe burns out when you do good berries, so. Uh, uh, can you r- go ahead and roll yourself a d6? Actually, let's say 2d4. 
All right. Okay. Six. So you get six sprigs of mistletoe that would be useful for um, uh, for casting goodberry. So that's like six days of actual edible food instead of the terrible. Even if you bought rations, although most of your food has gone bad anyway. Um, yeah. So goodberries, uh, they they are plenty here, or at least can be. I will definitely take her up on her offer of a long rest and you know while we're doing that continue a bit of the conversation about the wayfarers and the way gates and let her know obviously a little bit more about my people and kind of how our arrangement can come to a benefit to both of us it has been a long time since one of your kind has been here I think you know that the eye was hunting you and anyone else who might provide easy controlled passage between the planes. I never quite learned why he's been. Is that why he's been hunting me specifically? Mm, Yes. There was rumors of one of your kind and prophecies involved as well. And uh, your, your people used to be numerous residing in a multitude of planes. Um, She's going to roll an arcana check and see how much she knows. (laughs) Nice. One sec as I fix my map. She don't know shit. (laughs) With a two. And she's, she's just like, Yes, I think your people used to help. Honestly, I had thought your kind extinct. Not yet. Well, I guess I will leave you to rest if you need me i'll be in here and she motions kind of to a, a a secluded kind of chamber off to the side and just at a glance as the door opens when she goes you can see it's a bedroom and it is as opulently furnished as a as she could manage but it is still she's squatting in a ruin so yeah she's definitely not um not in the surrounds that she would prefer, but she's making do. And Yeet is now serving on her hand and foot, basically. I think I'm going to take the rest, but not with her, but just, you know, I've spent a lot of power. The only other thing I would do is take a look at that way gate, see if there's any runes on it. But beyond that, I'd be resting. Uh, Sure, do an investigation check for me. Okay. The luck could not last for no, right that couldn't last forever. So nope. that four, it's it's really old. It might just be decorative, honestly. But she said that it was one, but you you can get the sense it is severed now. 
It's a war. It's nothing. Okay. All right. So you all can go ahead and mark a long rest. I'm going to assume you have some kind of watch. Yeah, I think so. Valerie um, takes a watch. I think that uh, Henrietta sort of like you know has been sort of apart, has sort of been keeping an eye on like like that last scene that Fenner's had, but like not like right up in there, obviously, but sort of you know just being aware <laughs> of things doing? and yeah. Um, but uh, she's thinking thoughts, but I think she's gonna wait to talk about them once we're gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Darmida, what do you want to be doing? Yeah, I think Darmida would take a watch and she's just kind of really keeping an eye on the veiled one and just kind of the scene around her, like, it's not seemed like anybody else has been here, but she's just kind of keeping an eye out. Sure. Can you do an insight check for me? I certainly can try. Is not my strength. Meh. 16. I'm muted. There we go. Um, 16. That's not so bad. So, I mean, she is a seductive succubus who is a fiend. And you know is very deceptive by nature. But she seems... She seems, if anything, pleasantly but honestly surprised to see you all here. And you can kind of see her in the quiet moments, kind of racking her mind, trying to be like, oh, this, this might be good for me. This could be good. It's, it's like, okay, okay. Um, she seems a little more, a hey, cat butt. Sorry, cat. for those listening to the audio podcast, there's a cat on the camera. Um, if anything, she seems uh, a little bit. Uh, she seems a little bit worse off than she is letting on. And, is somewhat relieved to see you here. A little bit more than she's been letting on. And she definitely, you can see her clocking people in the quiet moments, being like, kind of getting a read on Henrietta. Um, she's basically doing insight checks of her own uh, and on Valerie and uh, just kind of taking it in and, and kind of puzzling it over. One side note, um, just before you all say goodnight, uh, and she goes off to her chambers, she does quietly intimate that I myself don't have all that much power, but I do know those who do. I can do more than just make a, an introduction. Now, I don't recommend it, per se, but were you to offer a deal, I can make arrangements with those above the pay grade of Zariel. If your goal is to get out of hell, honestly, darling, I wouldn't recommend it. 
But if you were desperate, I can put in a good word if you want to make a, a deal beyond what we agree for more immediate help. But the price can be steep. I don't think that's the price I want to pay. That's fair. I would, honestly, I wouldn't want you to. At least not with anyone else. She didn't say that ominously. It was more like flirtatiously. Which is basically the same thing when you're dealing with a succubus. Yeah. <laughs> Uncanny tree. Yeah, that scared me. I, just had hopped on your lap and you're like, did my camera turn on? No, no, we yeah. don't see you, Uncanny tree. But thank you for joining us. I just want us. to kind of give her the impression when I like say that, that we're actually not that desperate. Like We have some things going on in the works, but we want her help to keep keep things going Absolutely. so we're not in dire straits to like oh let me sell my soul to get out of here and with like, your your persuasion check of a nat 20 with all that um essentially you do have the option for a devil's offer which mechanically can give you a bunch of different things um Ooh. um Ooh. if you want what is that uh essentially she can make a deal um which could include uh, obviously gold or riches, the standard setup. Um, she also says uh, she could arrange a rare or uncommon magical item or a loyal service for a period of time, a short period of time. And if you want to make um, if you want to make an acquaintance and a deal with an archdevil that is not Zariel, she could arrange that. Which could be pretty huge. I mean, that goes all the way up to what are called archdevil charms, um, agelessness, um, uh, basically um, a, a devil to serve you. Um, what else? Um, having uh, either a bigger devil or a smaller devil serves you. You can. Un understand all languages you get to kind of pick one or two of these and um there's a couple other that basically you can become um you get some powers if you wanted to uh there's it, a couple so, of them. and this comes from meeting with an archdevil she could arrange a deal with her and she doesn't say outright who she serves well actually she kind of did intimate who she serves more directly. Um, and she can arrange that. But that would be Hail Mary. It's like arrange a meeting so that you can then yeah. make a second deal. Is that what that is? She could make a, she could arrange a meeting and get credit for that. And you would sell your soul to an archdevil. No, yeah. No so, thanks. That's, that's she, kind of what I what I figured. I, I don't yeah, not gonna sell She doesn't my soul want for that like... for you necessarily. She's she's quite happy with your arrangement to have you um, uh, quite literally, um, it's the second one in services. It's, uh, she'll told you about, uh, her kind of plan that she's would love to orchestrate and you have to do nothing to affect the outcome. That would be the deal of her, 
uh, arrangement with helping you down here. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Um, oh, and also, in the conversation, we won't, won't RP the whole thing, but she also says that she kind of let slip that she was going... It's a good thing you caught her because she was going to go to the uh, Wandering Emporium where it's a bit more comfortable. Um, so it's, it, she's glad that you caught up with her. And so maybe what I'd say is we've heard about this Emporium a number of times. And while it may be interesting to visit, there's something we need to do first. And that's when I kind of mentioned the whole Sarnia and Benkum piece. Um, Did, does she know where Sarnia is? Ben, she Benkum was with us. Sorry, yeah. out of game. Benkum was with us. Yeah, she knew Benkum. With her, she knows mm -hmm. Benkum. And she and I think she liked Benkum. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. She looked around and was so. just like. Oh. So the big one fell. I'm terribly sorry for it, for your loss. He may yet live. Interesting. I'll see what I can do. I know a few people, beings. If he is here, Perhaps I can find out more. And this... Sarnia... Yes. Do you know her? Hmm. An ambitious little... Fiend. Not particularly bright. But she is ambitious. She's definitely... Our paths only crossed a few times. She spent her time trying to work this angle or that. Trying to get in good with whoever was in power. She used to serve Bell. He's not that far from here, actually. But, um, she went over to Zeriel. Quite spectacularly, if rumors uh, are to believe. And they usually are. At that, Fallery is like, what do you know? <laughs> Where is yeah. she? And, Where is and she? <laughs> they spend some time talking. I'll I'll spare that. And she doesn't know where um, Sarni is now. But again, she's willing to try and find out. All right. Um, is she, is there any other help that she can, like, does she have any other help that she can provide? So Ixnay on the Arc Devil, kind of yeah. sell our soul. She but can, is, is there any other ally that we can bring to our cause? Well, she can Maybe point you in the direction of Arkan's tower. Yeah. Uh, and Arkan's she doesn't tower. know him well enough to arrange an introduction with Arkan, but one of his servants, uh, she could probably... It might be best if she doesn't arrange the... Uh, well, maybe. Actually, she, she could maybe speak to one of Arkan's um, servants and maybe arrange some kind of meeting with with him uh who is the servant of the of the dragon queen um i guess the she, only... she can arrange a meeting with bell 
if you want the uh, second was, in command. I was just, yeah, I was just going to ask about Belle yeah. um, in terms of uh, what she knew of him, where he is. She uh, turns and his... points from where you are out over the plain and you see a massive volcanic mountain just almost due south. And she points at that and she says, That spire, ever smoking, that is where Bell's forge is. If mm. you wish, I could write a letter and he would definitely grant audience. He is not entirely without uh, malice. He used to run this place after all. But he definitely is not a fan of Zariel, although outwardly he does have to pretend. So... Is he bound to her? He is bound to Asmodeus, as all archdevils are. And he was demoted when Zariel came and pledged service. A high celestial such as Zariel was quite the feather in the cap. And her service definitely proved loyal and true. Bringing in new re-recruits. Fighting very voraciously against the demon onslaughts. So, Zariel got promoted and Belle is officially the most loyal servant of Zariel, but they don't spend much time together. And he would definitely be interested in finding out ways to reclaim, if you ask me. He would never admit to that in a public way, but he would definitely be interested in, in an audience if such a threat were real. And I'm sorry, as much as I'm impressed that you're all still breathing and in possession of your souls and are here, I am a bit worried that your ambitious reach may outreach, out extend your grasp. I understand you've released Kostosh. And that's a no small thing, but taking on the Archdevil, they have magics protecting them, making them near immune. If you don't know how to undo such things, obviously one of those is a name which you have. I would gladly give, but you already know it. Well, there are some other things that we're we're following up on. Bell, maybe that is an interesting lead, because I don't know if Arkan has any bone to pick with Zario. Hmm. Well, Zario is the prison keeper for Arkan's mistress. 
Oh. Interesting. So, who would you recommend that we meet between the two of them? It depends. If you want to... Oh, one second. She re-ups the um, counter uh, surveillance spell. Pulses that out. Yeah, and, and so when I'll, I'll say that, I'll add to this. It's not just a necessarily straight up defeating Zario, but it's undoing what Zario's done with El Turel. Ah. We think we can find a way to free El Turel, and that would definitely bring about a lot of failure to Zario in the eyes of Asmodeus. Indeed. So. That would be quite an accomplishment. So, do you have means? Zaria brought that there with a very powerful artifact. We have a couple of leads on how to undo it, and perhaps Bell may be able to assist in that regard if Bell was part of the plan to bring El Toro here in the first place. Oh, Bell's Forge is where that artifact was brought about. Hmm. It could hold the key to its undoing. The command, the companion orb has been Zeriel's long game for some time. Once a blessing, in disguise, now, now it's undoing. Like a poison chalice. Like a poison or one with chalice. a sharp edge. You're a quick study. I don't know the inner workings of such a powerful thing. But Bell would definitely know. Kind of turned to the others and quick huddle. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I mean, wait, wait, wait. When was, I assumed this was a private scene you were having. No. Well, like, just this is her like, having a conversation to... the next morning with everybody. Yeah. This is the next morning? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm assuming you all had a long <laughs> what rest. What scenes I want to do? Okay. <laughs> that night then. How are you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that night. I, I don't have a, that, that night. That's all good. Let's, no, we not, can do side I scenes. I love it. Having a, yeah, yeah. I do you want to do a side scene? <laughs> I thought you were going to bed. Okay. You well, want exactly. to do a side scene? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Do a side scene. And then yeah, we can yeah. come back to this. Um, the, well, that's what I'm saying. I thought this was happening before going to bed. And, absolutely. Um, now, like, this watches, section about... the cool time to have scenes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This section about <laughs> Belle, she's not trying Didn't to hide that <laughs> except to any eyes outside. Yeah. Yeah, I was planning on coming in after that scene being like, all right, so that... Looks like that scene happened for a while. That gives me an appropriate amount of time. Not, I mean, I wouldn't take that long, but um, I originally wasn't thinking I was going to have like a scene before sleeping because I thought we were kind of. I thought just, you were gonna uh, going to be quiet and to do that. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, that's why. Yeah, but um, this this scene that just happened was the next morning, right? Um, we can do it either way. We can retcon that. Either just before bed or just after. Um, I, I don't know if there is like a period of time before sleeping that I can sure. do some Sure, let's cut to that. We can cut hold it stuff. Um, I'm fine flashing back to it because we should resolve the scene. That's better. 
Uh, it's just about, am I part of it or not? Like, I don't know. Um, I think this part is somewhat more strategic in nature. So I think everybody is, is they can, you can hear that. Yeah. I mean, being able to hear, it, it, okay, sure, whatever. I would want to have this conversation with the rest of you. Like, you would hear that the whole El Terrell play and mm-hmm. the appeal it has to you, I would intentionally do that. The whole bringing sure, up yeah. Sarnia for Falary, um, Darmida and Falary, I would do that intentionally. That's the point of me bringing it up. This is a little high. Right. I did sort of imagine that you were together, so that's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to figure out like when are things happening for the sake sure. of or well, we can do this before well, your, your ears time, kind of so. perk up at the mention of El Terrell uh, Henrietta and you do hear Fenris because right. he wanted you to hear uh, the part over sure. about him his goal is to undo the capturing of the city right and to, okay. to um, therefore cause the fall of Zeriel or at least in the eyes of uh, the feather in the cap kind of thing okay so before that happened, there was still, like, an amount of time passing, oh, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, people um, eat, so, they lounge, rest. So let, let, let's do that, actually, because it might inform what, what I what, how I react. Um, before proper sleep or after, depending on, again, time. It's weird. Uh, maybe during watch. Who knows? Um, I want to, like, try and communicate with this helmet again. Right. Absolutely. Which is unfortunately another like side scene where no one else is involved. That's all right. Um, so you're sitting there quietly meditating and humming and maybe a little song in your head. What do you want to say? Yeah. And to whom do you want to say it? Well, um, I'm reaching back to the, the second voice, the voice I heard, the, the celestial one, um, mm-hmm. to start. I mean, if I can reach to both at once, I will try, but I'm going to start there. Um, um, just like, are you there? Can you, can you hear me? You're, you're not the same as the one before, are you? Can I get you to please roll a percentile dice? I'd love to roll a percentile dice. Die. I guess it's a dice. 78. <laughs> I can hear your scratchy sounds. Discord's trying to filter it out of background noise. <laughs> Sorry, you're doing a great bit. I'm sure but... <laughs> <laughs> it's filtering it up. Um, it's a yeah. it's the other voice, the non-celestial abyssal voice that you can barely um, understand. I mean, it's abyssal for the most part. Occasional words in common, uh, just creeping through as this horrifying nightmare of an abyssal um, uh, being. I don't even know if you know its name. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, so can I, like, understand it, or should I cast a spell? Because I could cast a tongue. You could cast tongues. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, if I can't communicate, then I will. Because you can't, you can't communicate without it. Not with Great. this thing. Awesome. Okay, yeah. So I will um, cast tongues. Sure, go for it. Okay. So you you sing a little song or a hum to yourself, yeah. and your mouth just... Vibrate. You, your tongue is tingling with the energy of that song, and you right. hear 
Um, you hear that voice hopefully a little more clearly now. All right. Yes. So, are you the same? Are you the same person? The parts of you? No. trapped here or am I just speaking across space we're speaking in your mind but I am clawing my way we almost met But your friend closed the door. What shall I call you? You can call me Han. Unless that's too informal for you. Was there another one of you? Are you both trapped in there, or...? I am not trapped. I'm not sure how that works. But this means of communication crosses the plains. Hmm. Are you aware of the other? I hear a buzzing gnat. Is that metaphorical, or...? That all you can make out. It's very important. A whining, insignificant spark in the darkness. I want to eat it, but I can't touch it. Well, you sure may call me. You may call me. Anytime you wish, I will find you. And if I don't like you, I'll devour you too. Or your enemy, if you wish. I was hoping that uh, the two of you actually could work together. <laughs> it sounds like that's not the way it's going to be. But you know what I want, right? Something I'm finding few allies along. Tell me. What is it you wish? I want to redeem the Eye of Heller. <laughs> Free them from their contracts. Turn them to their divine position. 
maybe not the same divine position. They seem like they kind of they kind of drop the ball on that one, but you lose an enemy. And the other voice, I would hope, gains an ally. It's a win-win for both of you, right? I care not for the other voice. They are of the other side. However, I could spare you or those you care about. For when my hordes climb out of the abyss, we will consume Sorry, you cut out there for a bit. But uh, I think I get the gist of it. Alright. Pleasure talking with you. And cool. the voice fades away. You were okay. definitely talking to an abyssal creature of significant yeah. power. Yeah. Or at least, that's how it seemed. Yeah. It's just a just a closet with a voice changer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you pull back That'd the curtain, amazing. there's this little green dude who's like, hey! Bring now attention uh, to the closet behind the screen. Bit. I'm going to put that in my next game. <laughs> Closet Only Henrietta would ever oh. want to make a Celestio and a Demon play nice with each other. They want the same thing. Come on, they kind of do. They're being, they're being brats. It's a it's a creature <laughs> that's just like mad. In yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Cool. Yeah, it's also like a better understanding of the what is physically happening here because I wasn't sure if there was like. It's not. It's not like the, the helmet. It's not. It's like a no. Telephone. It's Weird. it's that. I mean, this helm used to connect to Heller, or the Celestial right. Realm, and it got corrupted by that gate that was being right. used by uh, a demon, uh, which you don't actually know the name of. I was about to no, reveal. I thought you were gonna say it, and then you didn't. I know. And I was like, all right, call nah. me whenever you like. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Hey. Demons make deals too, but just not like, uh, not quite like devils. Yeah. All right. Cool, 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 cool. We can snap back. To it really reality. depends on that dice roll. You get a 50 50. <laughs> no, yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> I get it. All right. Um, so, so where's the next stop? Well, that's what I was kind of leaving it, like huddling with the others, right? It seems like. You call Bella him, and Arca. she snaps out of this. Say, hey. So, it could be that uh, the device that took Eltero here was forged by Bell. Mm -hmm. Even though he's bound by certain terms, he obviously won't like the fact that he's been demoted. We may be able to find a way to I don't know if it's the right word to say cut a deal, but find out how to undo what was done. 
We're gonna. I'm sure you would like nothing more. Get that trail back, aren't we? Sorry. I'm sure he would like nothing more than to see Zario fail. Mm. That's what I'm sure, right? Like, just cutting the chains isn't enough. No. Doesn't seem that way. What's that, Dermita? Yes, I mean, he was demoted, but I don't know if that's enough. The other option. I mean, he's an archdevil. Like, I just. What is important to us would not be. I don't think important to him. What we would think as revenge or vengeful, I'm not sure that he would see that as vengeful. I, I think we ha- may. I could be totally wrong, but I think we should at least go in equipped with another angle. Um, Did, uh, he's not going to help us out of the kindness of his heart because definitely not. Did you say you Bell? crafted the orb well his forge she she did tell us that Mm -hmm. it said his forge is where it was originated Mm -hmm. Um, exactly the same things are they no they're not I think that might be our best bet compared to helping Arkan free Tiamat I'm just saying Wait, excuse me, what? Yeah, so I mean, those are option one. We can perhaps find a way to undo this companion by going to the source. And Darmada, you're very right. What he wants may not be what we want, but there's something there. Option two, we cut a deal with Arkan, but the deal will inevitably be something along the lines of freeing Tiamat. I think, like, that's... Uh, I mean, in the in 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 comparison between the two, I I I struggle to find the option with freeing Tiamat, and um, the Veiled One doesn't really know Arkan. So we could be putting ourselves in a situation where we have to we're gonna have to just fight again. It may surprise you, but. Um... War between devils and demons isn't... It's not ours. So I don't... I'm not really sure if I mind... Cutting the deal. So to speak. What I worry about is... If Bell... Crafted the orb... Then any... Failing in its part... Is gonna fall on... On them. If, if we take that down, no one's going to blame Zariel for it. Unless, of course, Bell didn't craft it. It was just made there. I think that if we can find a way to undo the companion, but in a way that throws Zariel in a bad light, as opposed to the craftsmanship of Bell. I think where Bell's interest lies in reclaiming his position. 
I mean, logically, Zariel, Bell is in no long, no longer in possession. My, she didn't outright say it, but how did it come into Zariel's possession in the first place? for him to use it in this way. So he, I understand what you're saying, Han, about destroying it would only look poorly upon Bell, but I think it would look poorly upon Zariel as well. Enough for Bell to want to help. Huh? But would it? Would it look poorly enough on Zariel for Bell to assist us in such a thing? I don't think that. I mean, from if my Bell understanding, wants to work then great. But I wonder if maybe just something for us to find personally. There's a reason that Zariel used this item. Whomever constructed it, wherever it was constructed. There is a purpose for him to have done what he has done. Mm. If we reverse that on his watch, that's his failure, not Bell's, nobody else's. That's his failure. He was tasked with whatever this is that we aren't quite sure of yet. We make it so that's not happening. Asmodeus isn't going to be so pleased with you know his most competent in charge well, I'm just saying yeah. that's my perspective I mean, if Bell sees it the same way then great <laughs> casting doubt on Zerheel's abilities isn't really my my goal well, it's just no means to an end right I guess you. I guess here's the thing we have three options. We could walk away and continue to fight with what we have. We could, with the deal that we've made, either pursue the option with Bell or pursue the option with Arkan. And I'm not even going to entertain an option with another Arc Devil to sell our souls. So the issue with Arkan is less leverage, don't really know what. Uh, we have to give up, and this person probably just wants to free Tiamat. Okay, that's like pretty bad. The other is, has, as you said, a lot of risk, a lot of duplicity. But I at least understand it a bit more in terms of what we could potentially do and what Bell potentially wants. We can't cut a deal with this devil. But we could potentially find a way to allow him to slip us the means to undo this device. This device that brought El Terrell here. This is a very direct way for us to free Henrietta. Sorry, you cut out there. What was that? This is a very direct way for us to free your people, Henrietta. Don't you want to take it? it? I think it probably is the best route. I'm not sure if it's uh, 
working to get Bell on our side, but we might be able to find something useful there. Regardless, this is a step in the plan, right? It's not all the pieces. Is this the oh, first yeah. thing we need to do? Is there time pressure here? Like, yeah, there is a time pressure. Offer short-lived. We don't have much time left, right? No, we don't. We have to. So, we have to bring we someone. We have no back. time left. Oh, we have exactly. no time. So let's. We've got Kostya out. We can pursue this option. It or really we, depends where it is. Oh wait, we know it's just across the way. Yeah, and I'm then not suggesting we take a vacation. I'm saying other other steps in the plan that need to happen first. Uh, I'll look over to uh, Darmida. How much time did Nashida say we'd have for your friend? You do remember you have about eight days left to resurrect. Yeah. Um, uh, Unless I'm misremembering, which it might be, let's be honest. Everything we came here for doesn't need to be done before that, right? That's that's about contracts. My understanding is that as soon as we um, bring our friend back, there's going to be a lot of light on us. I think mm. that's fair. I think that what we should do is we need to deal with Zeriel first. We can't rely on and this reasonable. Card. That's reasonable. Can can I just ask Todd yep. at this point when we're having this conversation just might be mindful of what my mother has told me right. in our previous conversations um is the succubus still Casting the protection, the aura. Not currently. This is that was only lasts for about uh, ten minutes at a time. She, um, she's just in the other room. If you want to ask her to do it again, but she would I probably would... be privy to the conversation. Six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> The hills of eyes. We, um, Darmida, we don't have a reliable ally with what we freed. I think we need to do one more, and then that's it. After that, we have to then go back to our main objective and finish this. But we have a bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. You're right. This is the priority. That's all I want. Yeah. Darmida. We'll. All right. Well, there's other tasks, and I understand, Hen, you have your focus and you have your direction, and that's fine for you. I have mine. Fenris has his. If I knew where Sarnia was right now, I'd be right there with you, but I don't know where this person, this fiend is. So, without... It's not just Sarnia. No. It's bigger now for me. So, I mean, you've got your eye that you want to do whatever with. Well, Hen wants to free their town, and well, Fallery has a job to do, but there's other things. 
so that I need to do. And some of those align, some of them don't. But right now we gotta just keep on our path and not get sidetracked. We're gonna so, have to have a longer conversation. And with that, I just gotta time out for yeah. a quick minute. So pretend actually, I'm here, thinking, but I'm not. I was actually Am thinking I this might be a good my... time to um to call actually it. Actually, call night. it. What do you I think? It seems like I we're wouldn't mind. Have a more direction. this conversation, but I think yeah. we have a plan. All right. Yeah. So then we're agreed for I'm Bell. Good with calling it. All right. So we okay. will. Uh, we're going to call it there, as you spend the night oh. with the succubus, so to speak, and so you speak. look out <laughs> that next morning having Let's this conversation. Spend the night together. <laughs> and you I mean, look out that... uh, over the smoking, uh, towering volcano. In not too far distance, that is Bell's Forge, and I think that's that where we're going to go. The episode, up. actually, I'm sorry, like go ahead. A night in hell. With a, is that is that the episode title? A night oh in yeah, hell with a succubus. Yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, let's turn it to the internet. Um, so, internet and players, uh, if you want to help us name the episode, we'll let uh, we'll let Bella go and do what she's got to do. You, well, I'll still be here after if you want to still chat, but. Um, but yeah, yeah, so internet or players, uh, we could use a name for tonight's episode. A lot of times, the thing that happens right at the end of the episode is the only thing, only thing people will focus on. But uh, Hi, everybody. I think that line was really fitting. Just a night. Which one? Which night line? How with the succubus? I mean, <laughs> it is fitting. That's the whole right. episode, and it's yeah. <laughs> I would I would second that. Uh, night, folks. I do not have a clue for tonight. All right, well that's okay, Yafan. Actually, you had something really good earlier. Now that I remember, <laughs> that's um, true. Yafan, what did you say? Uh, he said ADHD, uh, ADHD, adult attention. Hey, demon. Adult attention deficit. Hey, demon. That might have been what I was thinking of. Uh, but actually, I appreciate the seconding there for uh, Uncanny Tree. Uh, it said it would certainly get us lots of views if we said a night in hell with the succubus. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back here next Thursday, uh, I think, for another D&D. Um, if not, then we'll do Shadowrun as well. Adult, ad adult attention deficit. Hey, demon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I always like love the, doing the two parts. The yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks very much for watching, everybody. And thanks for playing, guys. Good to see you again. And if you want to stick around, we can do a little table talk afterwards. But uh, sure. uh, cool. a quick reminder, if you want to catch up with our previous episodes, we have them all over the uh, YouTubes. And we also have it on podcast. And a shout out to Virginia, who have been listening a, a lot more than before. So if you're in Virginia... Feel free to drop us a line or anywhere else. We're happy to uh, chat and take suggestions both in-game and off. And off. Alf? That's not even a real word. Um, and I guess kudos uh, to everybody. And uh, looking forward to your Kickstarter there, Gord. Or not Kickstarter, but your game. A lost one, so don't forget to check that out. And uh, do you any more parting words, guys? No. Have a good night. <laughs> All right, is going to be like, Ooh, should I do it? Should I not? I don't want to make Cambian babies. <laughs>
Cambian baby That's a lot alert. Of responsibility right there, yeah. Uh, no, thank you. You could be a Cambian daddy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that'll be next episode. All right. Well, <laughs> Thanks very much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Have a good night. Good night. Thanks so much for tuning in. We try to record all of our games as much as possible, whether that's Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun or another tabletop role-playing game. Just a quick side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved. Our music is all Creative Commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or YouTube replay or Twitch VOD. We always attribute each individual artist, so be sure to check out those individual artist attributions. Lots of love to so many people who make their work available so that we can do what we do so thank you it influences our game it makes it immeasurably better so so much appreciation for them let's not forget the makers of the games Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast they own it they make it available to all of us to play and it's wonderful we are in no way affiliated with them and nor do they endorse this podcast but we are very appreciative the other game we often play is Shadowrun which is Catalyst Games and again we are not affiliated with them and they do not endorse us but we really appreciate their game and we hope you appreciate our game thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to check us out on instagram and twitch and youtube and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out and of course we do accept suggestions for names so please hit us up on instagram and name our stuff all right thanks so much i'm todd and this has been side quest live we'll see you again soon